14 at the 48. Oh, what a strike. Oh, Justin Jefferson on the run. Jefferson will not be caught. It's a touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Justin Jefferson won't be doing that at any point in the next four games, you know, because he's on injured reserve. And hopefully he'll be back soon because he's awesome and, like, it's really fun to watch him play and fantasy and props and all that good stuff. But Jefferson on injured reserve out at least the next four games kind of like read the tea leaves here it feels like this is going to be a longer absence it's a hamstring yeah, injury skill position player and like look and I, and it's not a skill position player but like Andrew Thomas with the Giants like I think the Giants kind of correctly have assessed that if he comes back too early and he aggravates the injury then you're out even longer and like they really need him and the Vikings really need Jefferson and he didn't get his contract this offseason he ain't coming back until he's 101% like not even 100% he's 100 like he wakes up and he's like I just had the best sleep of my my life and I'm feeling good now I'll maybe come back and play this season why would he State otherwise of the holiday and express yeah like they right. like they like they stink and he doesn't have a contract why would he rush back to play why would you the person watching or listening to this would you rush back to play if you were him I wouldn't Ken wouldn't why would you so it's gonna be a much team longer absence to rush here. back like does the team want him to rush back and play no. Uh, my 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 senses, and we will, and I we've talked about this a lot leading into the season and the first couple weeks of the season. My senses, if they lose on Sunday to Chicago, that I think that like it's tank time in Minnesota, and that Cousins is going to yep. be on the move, and they'll try and move him, and let's tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May or Shadur Sanders, whatever the quarterback you want to talk about here. Cousins is only under contract through the end of this year. The defense is really bad, and outside of Jefferson, you got nothing on this offense right now. Like They got to rebuild. They, they need to rebuild in Minnesota, and they know that. Sure. They're smart. That's why they didn't extend Cousins past this year, because they know that. So I think this is actually playing out in a way that the Vikings actually like might be somewhat happy with. But anyway, uh, we'll get to uh, Devon Achan, an offensive rookie of the year. Achan going to be out multiple weeks now with his knee injury. That that still sounds a little nebulous here. Um, Ken, you did a great job in limited time to end last segment talking about like the betting applications of Justin Jefferson's injury, right? Uh, the point spread coming up on Sunday against the Chicago Bears and the offensive player of the year market where like Jefferson like can't win now. He's going to be out for a while. Um, if you'd like to expound on those two points with the more time we have here now please do so and any other betting thoughts that you have now that we know Jefferson is out a minimum of four games for Minnesota yeah like with uh with Achan's injury like I, I felt like that it, it, even if the the shift in the market hasn't totally happened yet like I think it's gonna happen when we get through this weekend just because I I think there are very small like few players who can win offensive rookie of the year in this market like Jefferson was already offensive player of the year Jefferson was already like 10 to 1 eight to one and, and Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill had built such a huge lead. So when you remove Jefferson, there's not a lot of win probability to redistribute. It's basically like, all right, here's like 1%. Where do you want to put it? And it's like, all right, well, kind of, you know, like small price changes to all these other players. Okay, cool. Um, but it, it just, for somebody like me and like, we'll do awards on Thursday. Like we bought a lot of McCaffrey and a lot of Tyreek Hill. And I just like, it couldn't be uh, couldn't be in a better spot right now, honestly. And I, I think there are honestly only maybe a couple other players who can win. I think like Chase is still faintly alive to win the award, but the team has to be way better. And Diggs is faintly alive to win the award, but he needs to stop like slamming iPads and they need to probably win a few more games, something like that. Um, there may not be 
anyone else. There just may not be. And we'll wait. We can wait another month and see if somebody emerges. There just may not be. And uh, so you remove somebody from the race that at least was like potentially very interesting. Uh, so that's it for Offensive Player of the Year. We'll do more awards on Thursday. It doesn't like there's no bet you have to go make right now. It's just someone who I was fading is now out. And so that like makes my position look way better. So that, that's all that's happening there. Um, there's a lot of stuff. So there's not really anything with Jefferson out where it's like just Jefferson out right? Like the point spread for the Chicago game has already been adjusted. You were never going to bet Minnesota probably to win the NFC North anyway, because Jefferson is a star player and he was hurt. And this would be true with any star player if they were hurt on Sunday and then the markets reopen on Monday. No Vikings markets that were unique to the Vikings, like their win total, like their odds in a multi-way, like they're not listed. Like you can't bet the Vikings to do anything and uh, like specific just stuff for them. And because, you know, Jefferson was hurt on Sunday, they're not going to reopen those markets. What if it turns out he's out for the season? Then they got to pull everything down. People could get in bets on the unders and everything. You get you get burned with like a bunch of liability that you don't want. Um, so once this comes out, there isn't it's not like, oh, my God, go run and do this. Like there isn't one of those. But it's a really, really, really fun exercise to play out like, all right, he's out. What if they lose to Chicago? Like, let's say let's say they lose this game. Let's say they trade cousins. Like what happens to certain other markets when that ha it's a really I almost don't even want to say what I think because I just want people to take like five minutes and just like think so like pause the podcast and be like, what would happen to all the markets if Kirk Cousins got traded to the Jets? For example, not the cousins has to go to the Jets, but like that would be the most likely team that he would get traded to. Like what happens if that happens? And it's just a really awesome. I just this is these are like my favorite things to go through. Even like per, don't even place bets if you don't like who cares about that stuff. I mean, I place a lot of bets, but like just like write them down. Like, all right, if he goes there, then this is more likely to this. And this is more likely to this. And this is more. And you come up with like 10 things. And it's like really cool. And some <clears throat> some of them are really small correlations, but like. There's a lot of markets that are potentially impacted by a trade of Kirk Cousins. So the the most obvious one is, well, it's it's two things. Where does he go? They get better. And where does he come from? Minnesota, they get way worse. So those are the two like most obvious ones for a trade for Cousins. All right, how would those impact betting markets? Um, the Vikings would lose way more games than they're slated to lose right now. There is no adjusted win total for them. But if you keep Cousins the rest of the season, I would imagine you'd see an adjusted win total of like six and a half or seven and a half or something like that. Probably. Um, they only have one win. But if he if you if you were assuming he would play every game, very unlikely it'd be less than like six and a half, seven, even with like how bad things look in Jefferson being out, your quarterback's still healthy. Uh, and you do have one win already this season. So-called six and a half, seven. Okay. You trade cousins four and a half, something like that, probably less. Um, it's, it, it gets really, really bad, and, really and Ken, fast. Just for context right. with Minnesota, let's say they trade cousins. Don't get a quarterback back. The backup is Nick Mullins, like longtime NFL backup quarterback, who's like a decent sure. backup quarterback who can come oh, in yeah. a spot start for you if you need. He can even throw for like 300 yards in a game in need, if need be. But he's not like a keys to the franchise guy. Like they will lose a lot of games if it's Nick Mullins. And then the young developmental quarterback is Jaron Hall, like rookie, like fifth round pick from this year. So basically like just to hammer Ken's point home, it's not like they have Gardner Minshew behind Kirk Cousins, like a backup quarterback that you could really come in and trust like to maybe like get you a bunch of wins over lo a low win total this is not that right now for minnesota right and to be fair even if you're like well mullins is pretty good remember this is like a team where the offense has had to do all the lifting so far in order to like get them you know like to where they are in games and it's it's a 
really, really bad defense and Nick Mullins. Like it's and no Jefferson. So like you're and, putting and Nick a bad Mullins offense in a without Jefferson. Situation. Right. He's right. the straw that stirs so the drink. It's, now it's KJ Osborne and Jordan Addison and Hawkinson's good, right. I guess, and a running game with like I, is Akers or Madison who's better? It's like who's worse out of the two? They're both bad. Maybe sure. Akers takes over. Like the right. offense is gonna be bad without without so, without Jefferson and certainly without Cousins. It's, I mean, it's not like you're putting Nick Mullins on, like, the Eagles or something like that and be like, well, they have a lot of talent on both sides that, like, can carry this. It's like, no, 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 like, Mullins has to do the carrying. Well, that's pretty rough, or Jaron Hall has to do it. So you would, I mean, so obviously the first thing that's going to be impacted is Vikings to do bad stuff. So that's, you know, win total, exact finish in the division. There, I actually did find one local account that still had worst. So and this will be a good point of comparison when this market reopens. Uh, to have the worst record in the league this year, fewest wins. This market's closed at all domestics. There, I found one place that kept it open, and I go, is Minnesota listed? Thinking, like, well, maybe they just didn't list Minnesota. And uh, I think uh, Carolina's the favorite right now because they don't have any wins. And and then, you know, probably Arizona, Chicago, like all the usual suspects kind of in order. And Minnesota was 28 to 1, just as, like, a point of comparison with that market's going to reopen, like if they trade Cousins and in week nine, the market reopens, the Vikings will be among the favorites to have the, the fewest wins, depending on how those other teams do. Now, Carolina might be so bad, the Vikings can't get to the finish line on this. But to be fair, like, okay, Carolina, a truly terrible team, also doesn't have their first, like it, it Carolina needs to try to win. Like they need to try to develop Rice Young and like be good because there's no reason to be bad. <laughs> they, they traded their pick, so it's there's just, talk about it's... them trying trying to trade for a receiver. Like this is yeah. a team Ken that's actively trying to to improve the team now. Like they're in t like and like I don't know if that reporting's accurate or not, but that's out there that like the Panthers are trying to acquire right. another receiver for Bryce Young. And maybe Young's like so bad they just organically finish you know one and sixteen or something. That's to they're very bad. That's totally possible, but. They're not really incentivized to tank, at least. They might just be really bad. Arizona's better than we thought. Kyler's coming back at some point. The Bears just won a game, and they might beat Minnesota this weekend. You called it a high-leverage game in our text chat earlier, which is so funny to think about, it's but true. it is. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you kind of go through the bad teams even, and you go, sure, like these teams are bad. Like the Bears are not a very good team. The Cardinals kind of have their feisty, but like they're not a very good team. The Panthers are certainly not a very good team. And uh, the Giants are certainly not a very good team. And you, you go through some of the, but you go like, there's room here for someone to tank and be awful. Like there's a lot of room, like, like all the teams I read, like they still kind of probably are going to win like five games or like four games this year. Like there's room for somebody to be really bad. And the Vikings have won one game so far this year. And we see already how they're rated. This is with cousins playing. We see already how they're rated against Chicago that two and a half on the road against one of the other worst teams in the league. What are they going to start being in some of these other games? I mean, that's really bad. And that's with cousins on the team. Now imagine what it is when he's off the team and it's Nick Mullins. I mean, you're talking about, 10 plus against almost everybody in the league, depending on where the game is. So um, those markets are all interesting. And then the last thing, Nick, and you can come and maybe talk about this, like that's the Vikings when they trade cousins, like the bottom falls out and the markets that are impacted by that. The really fun stuff too, is if he goes to the Jets, which is a really likely trade, and you can talk about like, are there other teams even that are in the mix? What happens then with the Jets? Like, is there upside? It's a crowded AFC. Can they make the playoffs? There's one sportsbook offering you plus 950 on the Jets to make the playoffs right now. Their win total is five and a half. 
uh, you know, obviously already have two wins this season. They beat the Bills and they won last week against Denver. So just, and that's, again, that's because people think Zach Wilson's going to play, but kind of the idea of like, how likely do you think it would be Cousins would go to the Jets versus going to other teams if he was available? And then like, what does that do for the Jets? It's all really interesting. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Terrific Football Tuesday breaking down the Justin Jefferson injury and the ramifications both across the NFL and in betting markets. Um, so Ken and I were texting this morning as the news comes down. And Ken was asking me, like, hey, like, if not the Jets for Kirk Cousins, then who? Um, and I was just like a quick, like, mental scan. I was like, okay, like, if let's say Deshaun Watson's really hurt. I actually don't think financially because they're paying Watson so much. But like, you know, maybe the Browns would consider it if Watson's shoulder screwed up. Also, Watson may end up playing in the game, right? Like, if Stafford got hurt, maybe McVay would be interested. Like, obviously, he's like a Shanahan McVay. Like, if Purdy got hurt, maybe Shanahan would rather say, let's bring Kirk Cousins in here rather than hand the keys to Sam Darnold. But those are all like, you need someone to get hurt. Um, I texted a couple people, hashtag, in the league. Hashtag people that know. And the response I got back was basically, it's cu- it's Jets or bust for the Vikings and and Kirk Cousins. If they're going to trade Kirk Cousins, the Jets are the, uh, are the really likely team. And we can talk Jets in a second, Ken. But I, I want to spin it to something in the NFC North. So we'll, we, we, will, we will definitely do the Jets. And if that happens, then what sure. happens? I want to talk about one thing in the NFC North. And we, we mentioned this earlier. I don't think it's a great betting opportunity. I could bet MGM, our show sponsor. The Lions are minus 350 to win the NFC North. They're a big favorite. Should they be a bigger favorite at this point well, now? They are. Everywhere else, they're oh, a bigger favorite. Okay. MGM has the well, shortest price on them. All yeah. right, well, BetMGM is your home to restore the roar, if you would like to do right. that, with a dollar sign replacing the S and restore. If you would, if you, if you would like, if you are so inclined to do so. Uh, the Bears stink. Even if they went on Sunday against Minnesota, they're bad. The Vikings are bad. They lost Jefferson, and now they might trade Kirk Cousins. Also, like, you know, do, do we watch the Packers Raiders game last night? Like, does anyone really think the Packers? And I hope the Packers make the playoffs. I would love for them to win the division. Lafleur to win Coach of the Year. That would be really great. Or also, the, winter, the Lions went to their house last week and just absolutely bulldozed them. Does anyone think the Packers are on the same level right now as the Detroit Lions? We could talk about the game at some point from last night. Also, just like I, I think this makes Detroit even more likely than I think the BetMGM market indicates to be the NFC North champion. And maybe we're talking about like a 13-4 and four or 14-3 and three Lions team now with like sure. this in tow. And this is, these are the division opponents now for Detroit. Sure, sure, absolutely. I know you and I talked about this earlier. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, so you're right. Now, again, like people are going to say, well, it's like minus 350. I get paid in three months, depending on the – is this even like a good betting opportunity? Fair. But we're just, hey, look, it's our job to point out all the applications of this. One application is, and you can see the BetMGM market on our screen right now, the Vikings and the Packers essentially have the same price still at BetMGM to win the NFC North. That hasn't been adjusted based on what's happened. Like, that's wrong. That's an incorrect market. Like, that's a market that's not even remotely close to fair. The Vikings are probably more like the Bears price or greater, like 50 to 1, 60 to 1. Now, cool, you're, it's a minus 350 that's supposed to be minus 600 or supposed to be minus 500 or something like that. They're not a shoe in to win the division. The Packers can still win, but like that's the only competition now, probably because it's unlikely the Bears are going to go on some miraculous winning streak. So like you're right. The other application, and I, I brought this up to you earlier, and th- thank you for reminding me, the Lions play the Vikings in two of the last three games of the season. So imagine like Cousins is out, they're tanking. The Lions get them twice in the final three weeks. Look at the Lions' schedule now in the final seven to eight weeks, the way this is shaped up. They they may lose once in the final two and a half months of the season. And there's a lot of applications of that as well. Yeah, it's like, are the Lions, like, I know, I know the Eagles and the Niners are undefeated. 
Could the Lions actually be the one seed in the NFC playoffs? We'll do more on this on the other side, and we'll talk. Hey, if Cousins goes to the Jets, what happens then? We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. (laughs) On the BetQL Network.